0: Welcome to More to Come, P.W. Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at the P.W. offices in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of P.W. Comics World. Check us out at publishersweekly.com comics.
1: And I am Heidi McDonald. I am also Co-Editor of P.W. Comics World,
2: as well as the Graphic Novel Reviews Editor of Publishers Weekly and the Editor-in-Chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer.
0: And don't forget, you can subscribe to more to come on iTunes. And we're on social media at facebook.com slash pwcomicsworld. And on Twitter, we're at pwcomicsworld. So now.
1: And we're also on Tumblr. Oh, and dot that's com, right. pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com. We have a, yes,
0: we have a Tumblr account too. So I'll have to remember to include that in the future. This week on more to come, uh, news from TCAF. That's the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. Amazon Hachette Feuding, uh, Bill Finger and Batman, uh, s- uh, sales figures uh, uh, for comics, and The Briefs. So let's get right to it. The Toronto Comic no, Comic Arts Festival. You were there, Heidi. I was there. Tell yes, us more. Yes, it
1: was the 11th uh, edition of this. And uh, more people, more cartoonists, more international cartoonists, more countries, more comics, more, 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 more. The same old story. Um, <laughs> they don't sell tickets to this, so it's impossible to sell out. But uh, I think attendance was up a bit uh, from mm. last year. Uh, that was what was said. Um, you know, just a great success. I yeah, mean, another yeah. two. Everyone another, loves this show. Yes, everyone I mean, loves the show. I think it is unanimous. totally like sold out, though. I mean, like almost every well-loved comic show, it has maxed out its uh venue which in this case is the Toronto Reference Library on mm. uh Bloor and Young which is a huge beautiful building seven stories uh tall but uh, they use the first and second for TCAF, but i mean it's really uh, mm. maxed out i mean there's a wait of 20 minutes to get into the second floor exhibits Uh, Really crowded. In fact, uh, I arrived just when everyone else did about two o'clock on Saturday and people were standing around saying, it's too crowded. Where do I go? Kind of what you hear (laughs) at San Diego. Kind of what you hear (laughs) everywhere. So
2: um, have we reached peak comics show?
1: You know, I think or is it going to grow even further? I don't know. You know, that's a really great question, Kate. And um, I mean, I think TKF has a long way to go. Uh, and it's ev-
0: free. I mean, that <laughs> kind of removes one ceiling right there. Well, the,
1: it is. But, I mean, it not, it's free. But, I mean, people spend a lot of money there. I mean, they sold out mm-hmm. of uh, this one summer by the Chamakis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Box Brown sold 75 copy, 85 copies of his Andre the Giant book. Um, you know, other right. piles of comics sold out. I mean, people went there and spent a lot of money.
2: Right. But it, it takes away the barrier of risk. Like, yes. if you don't know if you want to yes. go to this comic show or not and you're told it's yeah. free... You go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the uh, casual goers there, although I heard lots of anecdotal evidence about people who went casually. Like, somebody said that they had, in, they were, a lot of people did Airbnb because they are poor cartoonists after all. And I think somebody told me they had encouraged their host to code the show, and they did, and then they were, like, buying comics, you know. So okay. there's, like, anecdotal uh, people, discovery
2: in that way. Yeah. Um well, but, Oddly enough, I feel like art comics, for all their like and and literary comics, for all that they're talked about like they're a niche thing that are hard to get into, are actually much easier for the average person to get into then oh without a doubt well these
1: are but you know what there's art comics and then there's art comics I mean this uh, TCAF does not it's not an art comics show at all I mean I would say oh the really top, it's not yeah. no yeah. I mean it's a graphic novel show I mean right. the top publishers there are for a second Fantagraphics Drawn and Quarterly I mean I don't consider Drawn and Quarterly's work art comics so, you know if well, you're really, I, but I mean compared well, to war art and literary, yeah. fall literary, yeah. literary. I what? would say literary comics are a really good way to describe it uh. but um, you know for yep. a second, is huge there. Uh, there is. Uh, it's it not more like
0: confusing our terms because I, I mean literary comics. Well, what you do you think? Comics. What do
1: you think? Smile is. Smile
0: is like a genre comic, okay. kind of a commercial
1: okay comic. well that's huge at TCAF. yeah as it should yeah. be right so i'm just saying it's not a you know Maybe kazoo, I didn't apply kazoo genre kombucha, but I, labels correctly. but you know i think you guys are really missing what the what mm-hmm. really is important about tcaf and you know if you went there you would it would become mm-hmm. a lot clearer i mean i think if you go to a show like comic arts brooklyn for instance uh i mean i think that is definitely an art comic show and you know you'll see people like um, Michael DeForge be or Simon mm-hmm. Hanselman are you know very popular yeah. there. They're okay. the big people. Um, you know at TCAF there will be a Michael DeForge will be big and a Simon Hanselman will be big. Although Hanselman wasn't there, but mm-hmm. I'm using it as an example. But also Kazu Kibushi is huge sure. there, and Jeff Smith yeah. is huge there, sure. and sure. Um, you know Jeff a Smith's lo- huge
2: wherever he goes, right? Let's but be I'm just saying,
1: like mainstream comics are really big at TCAF, not superhero comics, and it's very You're much right. a graphic novel show. Right. Um, you know, you had a lot of web comics people who had huge lines mm-hmm. there. Tapatico was there with a huge line. I, you know, it was just really packed. You know, and you also saw very small studios like Piao... From Sweden, I mean, you couldn't even get near their table. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, uh, I, get,
0: I get what you're saying. I mean, we just need to define our. Well, language I, but a but, bit but I think but, yeah, what I, I think what what's saying.
1: interesting mm-hmm. that w- about what this discussion that we're having is that I think TCAF is more successful than any show I've ever been to in the North America at defining this third rail, so to speak. You know, I mean, a lot of times it's a this dichotomy between superhero comics as quote the mainstream unquote and uh, you know art comics quote unquote as as the uh, opposition to that and I think what I mean, if you want to say literary comics, I think that's a really great way. But I, I mean, there's a lot of readers. I mean, you know, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's not. There's manga. I mean, the guys who the, the oh, excuse me, guys, the women who draw Legend of Zelda manga was yeah. there. You know, and they had a huge line. So I mean, it's really about people reading comics mm-hmm. in a way that no other show I've ever been to mm-hmm. uh, is. And you know, I mean, read Pop and New York Comic Con. I mean, they wish they could be like this. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, I should point out also that that, that uh, Heidi's report on uh, TCAF is up online right now to publishersweekly.com dot uh, com slash comics. Uh, I, I, I mean, I get your. I mean, you're really just making it a clear that there are these distinctions between really uh, this show. I mean, how would you define SPX, for instance?
1: I think SPX has a lot of the same feeling, yeah. to mm, okay. it, but I yeah. think that there also is that SPX. I think, especially the programming. I think there's a. Um, I think that is more of a art comics kind mm-hmm. of a crowd, but I mean, they certainly have a lot of the big books there, yeah. you know, that are, are, yeah. are read. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I yeah. just, I, I, I just, I, I think it's important not to pigeonhole publishers like
2: Fantagraphics and Drawn and Quarterly, um, you know, but, as difficult art publishers. Well, but, I mean, I take your point, but what I was trying to say is that actually things like TCAF might be more accessible, to random person off the street right. in a regular yeah. comic and that is and by and
1: purpose by yeah.
0: design and that was actually my feeling too i i think i was not being precise i think literary comics is probably a better description of what i was thinking about and art comics or exp- I might have called them experimental comics or like, but but yes I, I think you've done a better job I think you made a, a good point in in, in, uh, in establishing you right. know a, a reasonable distinction right.
1: I mean, you know at, yeah. at uh, TCAF they have a whole section for what might be called experimental comics mm-hmm. it's called mm-hmm. the Wowie Cool area or Waui Zonk mm-hmm. area or something and you know they deliberately keep them together so that people who are looking for that kind of stuff can find it easily and Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, there's just so many cartoonists. I mean, it was really overwhelming. The feeling, even though there was probably only a couple of hundred exhibitors there. I really got the feeling of uh, Comic-Cat, because even though it was only a couple hundred, I really feel like people came in mm-hmm. with a list of cartoonists that they wanted to seek out, went and saw them, and then they left. I, I mean, it was it was very difficult, even for two days, to walk around and see everybody, because yeah. uh, well, I mean, it was
2: so crowded. I think that's actually a really good strategy when going to a Comic-Con, yeah. to have your list of must-sees, just in case it's too crowded to do anything but get in, get out. Yeah.
0: But I also think that what, what you're kind of talking about maybe is you're kind of uh, you're defining a, a, for want of a better term a kind of a third screen third stream and we've talked about this before yes. uh, in, in some ways uh, our lives here at PW are kind of neither here nor there where we sort of have a foot in all the camps we kind of see it all so in some ways yeah. our per- oh, perspective is yeah, totally. a little swamp and and these kinds of conventions certainly this particular kind of show is really kind of defining a convention that's really ca- or, or a type of comic that's really kind of the future now mm-hmm. I mean yeah, something very that we... Much so. where it's essentially a mainstream selection of comics that range from the literary to the commercial yeah. but really mostly feature just great storytelling right. and great absolutely
1: art. absolutely so, and I mean that was really I mm-hmm. mean that is why I mean I keep t- telling I keep saying you have to go to TF. Yeah, no I, I th- mean I it do is, have to go I is, believe you <laughs> I would say it is like SPX or mocha in that way but you know a lot of publishers have pulled out of mocha I mean it's no accident that so many books come out in may because so many publishers hold them to be at TK. you know i mean that's why we have this huge burst Mm -hmm. of books that come out in the spring um and i i mean you know self-made hero was there and uh conundrum press and koyama and uh um, you know, so many really, really, you know, uh, Secret Acres and uh, so many really great publishers. Yeah. There are so many mm-hmm. great books, you know, The Boxer by Reinhold Kleist and mm-hmm. um, just just, you know, incredible.
2: I have to admit, I think it would be amazing if there were something like TCAF at the big old giant uh, library next to Bryant Park, like that space would make an amazing <laughs> New, York, style. New York Public? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know
0: they've emptied out the stacks underneath of. You know, I don't know if you've been following the whole controversy uh. about the New York Public and the stacks. I mean, this great architectural masterpiece that they came up with this bizarre scheme to. Pull all of the books out from the stacks. <laughs> right. four billion books or something like that. They like, like, like rip out the stacks, which is an our, our engineering and architectural masterpiece. They're still doing that. It, no, they, they, they it. They, they, it. they, they announced it. that they were going to stop doing it. But what they've done, they've, they've taken all the books out of the stacks. Oh, they already so did they're it? empty. Yes. In any event, the stacks these historic stacks are are actually empty. Somebody should put a comics festival know, down really. there. Wouldn't that be huge? Now, the problem is there's no air conditioning.
2: But I just meant like if if as in Toronto, some public institution were to open its arms to... Well, you know, Columbia has... Uh, oh, yeah. doesn't really have... Exhibitors, but
1: I mean, there's certainly a lot of comics. I mean, I just did my article, which is now available online. We said we'd mention it, but now you can read it for free about uh, events in libraries and libraries. Yes, yes. Um, you know, but I, I mean, I think Mocha could be more of this. I, you know, just to, if you read my article, I, ta- I had a good talk with Chris Butcher, who is the, mm-hmm. the director of the show, mm-hmm. And um, you know he's very frank. He says he wants to get away from the idea of TCAF being a book fair, yeah. and into the idea of it really being a festival. And uh, you know, which is more like Angoulême. It's more about the Angoulême model. And you know, everybody was so eager to talk to me about going to Angoulême. I have to say. Um, um, so,
2: what's the difference between these two models? Well, at a
1: book fair, you sit behind, like as he said, it's just you sit behind a table and focus on selling books, okay? Mm-hmm. Whereas a festival is more like going to workshops and panels and screenings and events and signings and receptions and so on, all of which TCAF had. I mean, there was really tons of off site events there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they hope to have more. So uh, uh, Toronto is really a very uniquely cosmopolitan city. Uh, I mean, I did talk to Debeoki, who's my roommate, uh, you know, our regular PW consultant, our contributor, and, you know, she's been to Japan. Mm. And uh, as we compared notes, I mean, Japan is very difficult. They're very insular there about their comics heritage. And in France, same thing. They're very. Yeah focused on france and in america we're very focused on america and you know in canada they are focused on canada but they also just seem to be a lot more open to other people's stuff so anyway i mean you know not to go on too much but i uh, just there they care. go again
0: being reasonable
1: right they're very reasonable and i i mean i just would I, or you know as i i wish i could say, but uh you know my cabbie was asking me and i came back to new york he said where were you i said it's on well, you know Toronto, I loved it. He says, "Oh yeah, Canadians, they are so effing peaceful." And I'm like, "That was the greatest quote of all." That says it all. But yeah, but uh, anyway, just TCAF, amazing, amazing, amazing show. I mean, you cannot come out of there not feeling um, like just wonderful about the future
2: of comics. I, yes,
0: comics win. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh um, to a
2: comics, well not a win. Yeah,
0: yet. we yeah, well this is not a win. This is a, yet another thing. Well, you know, we said Amazon.
2: we said when Comicsology was
1: purchased by Amazon that there would be repercussions. And yeah. lo and behold, it, what is it, four weeks later? Is, is it actually
2: related to that, do you think? No, but I no, mean no, it's no. like it's more, to come, Amazon more to come. Business as usual.
0: Yeah. I mean they're basically uh want better terms. And Amazon isn't the only big retailer that is doing this. We about was it 6 months ago it was Barnes and Noble who were basically basically trying to squeeze better terms out of SNS and basically were dragging their feet on a variety in a variety of ways well, what's
1: happening right now with all of this is that the books from hachette are uh you know hachette does not want to agree to the new terms that amazon yeah. has and we don't know what they are but you know yeah. it's probably a razor thin margin and because yeah. of this amazon is now not making their books available including marvel and yen press books yes so yes. i mean it's very very now calvin what what will happen i mean we've seen this happen. eventually
0: um they'll strike a deal
1: <laughs> right but i mean but, what kind of deals have we seen in the past
0: uh you know, they don't reveal the deals uh-huh. you don't we don't know what the deals are but we know that they're that um uh the retailer is trying to get a bigger discount Mm -hmm. on what they buy and the publishers are trying to keep from giving it to them and nobody knows now look the average for print books you know it's somewhere around between 40 and 50 percent discount Mm -hmm. maybe bigger in some cases they're also probably arguing about co-op terms and which is that basically the money that the retailers charge publishers to get any kind of special placement. And in some f- ways in Amazon, the money you pay Amazon to get any you know, placement at all in their search results because they can screw around with you in that regard. So nobody knows how what these terms are. All they know is that, you know, every point can mean huge right. amounts of money.
1: I'm just saying, it's like uh, I mean, there was a lot of talk of this among at TCAF, and you know, supposedly, uh, um, you know, some publishers, ever since Comics on you made, uh, pulled the sales through their apps uh, because that is what Amazon does. And uh, supposedly publishers are seeing lower digital sales. Now, of course, I think they'll eventually come back. I mean, Amazon didn't buy Comixology to kill digital comic sales. No, no. Uh, But the only thing... But
0: But they're not going to pay 30% to Apple.
1: No, they're not. They're just not going to do it. You know, but the one question (laughs) that people have in the wake of all this is, does Apple care enough to... I mean, digital comic sales are now fully Mm. and completely in the hands of the evil overlord. I mean Amazon. <laughs> and uh, you know, is there is no white knight unless Apple decides that they want to do it too, in which case they're not gonna be a white knight either. It's more gonna be like Game of We're really got Game of Thrones here. You know, it's the Lannisters versus <laughs> is the there Anything House else out, out there
0: on, on the digital comics front that would be worth Apple buy? That could th- that would give them a leg up.
2: No, no. <laughs> no. They have to build it themselves. I mean, you yeah. know, and they yeah. don't really do that. So, well, they they could. They have their own music I mean, store and their own bookstore. It wouldn't I be mean, that have, hard. Well, they could take iBooks and they could expand it. Right. Well, I mean, they, they could mean, just. They do. They could it. There just, is a
1: comic
0: section on. Right. On but I mean, iBooks.
2: they could make it actually good. They could put some effort in it. Um, <coughs> well, it's interesting. It's interesting. There's definitely more to come. If there ever was more to come, there
0: was
1: more to come on this. But uh, I, I, and, 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 yeah, you know, I think you're right. The comic
0: yeah. sales are going to rebound. I mean, uh, there's a, there's obviously some uh, oh. an annoyance and irritation now because you can't really there's no in-app purchasing. That convenience right. is gone, and you've got to remember now to either use a web app or go go to the Comicsology site. But uh, people will get over that. Well. I mean, you know, you, you can't buy regular books through on the thing through your mm, Amazon. Right. Thing well, sure.
2: One thing, one but, extra factor that's not coming into this, and is is the Amazon corporate culture about which there have been a lot of leaks in the last couple weeks um, with people saying that it's it's just a terrible place to work even in the offices, that it's very, very inefficient and it's um, very dog-eat-dog but in a way that is not conducive to work and um, hopefully they will allow Comixology to do its own thing over in its corner and not impose this on them because... There may be a reason Amazon is not making money and it may not just be those deep discounts.
0: All right, well remember, Amazon, you know, supposedly doesn't make money and they they don't over they don't to do up to a point, but they have enormous revenue.
2: Yes. Oh yes, there's and no question. And they also
0: have enormous growth. That's why Wall Street's kind of put up with this thing for a while. No, oh, I know. Well so we'll see. They also can manipulate the numbers as they need to to, to kind of show a profit when Wall Street really gets agitated. So I don't see Amazon changing its practices in any time soon. No. They will continue to do what they no, have done. No, but along.
2: what I'm saying is that I've I've read a lot about um, Amazon's internal culture, which oh, is yes. leaked, uh, well, and which, which I'm saying right. is, yes. they, is 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 yes. in fact um, they were saying you know inefficient and actually bad. Yeah, for you're innovation. Right,
1: especially talking about. I mean. Uh uh, you know, and also the co- common workers. You know, the pickers, oh, yes. the packers. That's I mean, bad. That's what we already horrible. knew. Yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but even that's within. sort of
2: away from the digital and innovation yes. end. But we're starting yes. to see that's not doing very well either. And let's hope that doesn't sink Comicsology.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that, that, you know, Amazon has many different models with many different co- companies it's purchased, and as we've said before, some of them remain very independent, and some of them are wholly subsumed, like mm. the male yeah. anguifish. And uh, I don't see it happening to comics. I don't quite see it happening either. But
0: but we'll see. But clearly, though, obviously, some of the services are going to be integrated into everything that Amazon right. does. But I, we'll we'll
1: find out. We we'll will certainly find out. Anyway, continuing down the road. Good uh, points to raise. Yes, good without points. a good, doubt. Good good stuff, Kate. There, but uh, good good conversation, everyone. Uh, you know, considering down the road. Uh, you know, we started off at the high, and now we're still just going down the bullet points of comic book sad things. Uh, there's Bill Finger and uh, yes. it's the best press release ever. It's like Bill Finger's family not okay. But yes. you know, Bill Finger is uh the the acknowledged co creator of an awful lot of Batman's yes. mythology, including uh, the Joker and his secret identity and all these things. That, But you know, Bob Kane who was credited with it yes. was just a teenager when he created Batman and uh, his family was smart enough to say as a teenager he did a lawyer and the lawyer was smart enough to say, well, we're going to sign this contract where Bob Kane gets all the credit forever and ever and ever and
2: ever, even when he hired Bill Finger and Jerry Robinson to actually do all the work. Um, yeah, and the thing is that it's fine for Bob Kane to get credit, but it's a pity that Bill Finger is not also getting credit.
1: Right, so there's been kind of a campaign in the past few years just to kind of get um, Finger more attention. I mean, they want to have a Google Doodle on his birthday. and uh, yeah. Anyway, I had, a, I had a panel recently. At the 75th anniversary an panel. in the it's yes, in, yes. in the comics yeah, community Kate, for Kate, if years. you want to tell the story, actually, you probably okay. have a better...
2: So what happened was at the 75th anniversary panel for Batman... Mm. Celebrating 75 years of Batman. Big headlining panel. This is their celebration for Batman uh, at Emerald City Comic Con. Um, Someone in the audience said, you know, why is it that Bob Kane is credited with Batman and Bill Finger does not get any credit given that he helped create Batman? Mm -hmm. And there was a certain amount of uncomfortableness on the panel <laughs> and they were kind of joked and they were like well we're <laughs> cool with the finger family and it's it's true that he did help create it mm. but we're, we're fine but with they them. said they didn't say we're fine they said but you know yeah. the, finger the finger family, family is, is fine, fine. They, they're cool with us that's why yeah, they're, right. cool. they're cool with they're us they're cool yeah and and so um they are in fact not cool with it yes uh bill fingers granddaughter athena finger um great name Um, uh, has said that they are looking into their legal options and that it is a shame that he had not been good at defending his intellectual property. Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting. I mean, when it was announced that this is Batman's 75th anniversary, um, and I wrote a quick little story about it, uh, I noticed in their release uh, DC actually mentioned Bill Finger. Now, that's the first time I've ever seen him mentioned in an official DC public release. Mm -hmm. They mentioned him uh, not as the creator, but as the... uh, They still mentioned Kane as the the creator of Batman, Mm -hmm. but they immediately right after that mentioned that Bill Finger did most of the early stories, and created important characters. Which I thought was something of a breakthrough. I've never seen DC actually acknowledge him in any kind of official way. But that's
2: that's baby steps because, you know, you look at any Batman... But I was
0: wondering whether there was going to be some thaw in this thing during this 75th anniversary, well, particularly know, since it's an open secret that's acknowledged constantly you, in the comics you know, community.
1: To be it's fair, not even an open secret. There's a huge no. award at I'd, I'd, the at, at Eisner. The, at the yeah, but to be fair to D.C., it's not really the deal between them and Fingers. I mean, it's really more between the Kane family and the Finger family. You
2: know, I mean, I don't think I, that I, D.C. But it's not between I the Kane family and the Finger family. Contract yes, yes, exactly and
0: amended in some way. I mm-hmm. find that very difficult to believe, but or we'll
2: see. you know, even if they have to change the wording of how they credit yeah. Finger in the movie credits or the cartoon credits, maybe they don't use "created by," but they go um, and later concepts by Bill Finger, or come up with some other credit for him that legally gets around.
0: Yeah, well, they they should use. At the very least, they can use what they used in the uh, announcement of the 75th anniversary. Well,
2: right, but I meant, I meant in just, like, not a whole sentence, but just, like, yeah. a, a credit. But, yes, exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying about there there are, there are certainly
0: a ways to come up with language and maybe something even better than what they did to announce this. Because, like I said, I'd never seen Bill Finger's name right, mentioned that's true. Uh, in an official Batman press release. Um, yeah. First appearing in the comic book Detective Comics number 27, which hits the newsstands on March 30, 1939, featuring artwork by Bob Kane and a script by Bill Finger.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Nice.
0: So, I mean, they mentioned him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, but, I mean. Obviously, it's, the it's, family
0: would like something more than that, and they deserve something steps, more than that.
2: And, yeah, he he deserves to get credit for what he did. Oh, clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. And officially on the products and not just at yeah, panels. Yeah, particularly
0: since. D.C. seems to be the only one left that isn't <laughs> acknowledging Bill Finger's uh, contribution.
2: Well, uh, but, I mean, again. Yes, as they I have said, a, they it is a
1: contract. Have it an is illegal contractual. Yeah, there there, there are vodka. reasons right. that
2: it's happening, but it's an embarrassment that they haven't found a way exactly, around it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, what but, do you
1: all think of the Bat- Ben Affleck Batman picture that was released by uh, Zack Snyder you yesterday? You know what? I, oh, actually, I, I haven't seen it. It looks just like uh, Frank Miller Batman with a little
2: short ears and a big chubby Batman logo. <laughs> I, You know, here's the thing. I have learned never to judge one way or the other based on set pictures. Yeah. After I saw some for some movies that look great in the theater that the set pictures look terrible. So I'm just going to wait and see what it looks like on the screen before I make any judgments visually. It's probably wise. Yeah, I'm not going to... Because it it seems like they just photograph differently than they show up on... Yeah, I
0: know we're supposed to hate Ben Affleck as Batman, but... I mean, I'm, there are so many I'm other things. I'm willing to wait for the movie to come out uh-huh. to hate him. Frankly,
2: <laughs> I'm I'm more disturbed by the fact that there's a... Uh...
0: <laughs> I think the bat sign is uh, shining right now as Yeah, we speak. you know,
2: we are not in a
1: soundproof studio, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. Just in case you're... Speaking of which, uh, we'll move on. The sales figures came out this week uh, for the month of April. And as expected, Amazing Spider-Man number one, the reboot by Dan Slott and Humberto Ramos, Sold more than half a million copies, making it the biggest comic of the century thus far. Uh, but people it,
2: are really glad to have actual Peter Parker back. Yes,
1: but it was also they had so many variant covers, nobody even knows how many there were. So, <laughs> oh, for Pete's I mean, sake. literally, they have not. What is this? The nineties again? Come well, on, it is the nineties again. Actually, it is. You nailed it. And uh, anyway, I just next did. we're gonna have Liefeld getting big again. You know, uh, there's just some, some pretty interesting things. Uh, you know, ICV-2 ran some numbers that showed that uh, uh, Marvel's share over the last two years has uh, definitely stayed pretty consistent. And uh, DC's has definitely gone down a little bit. Well, Image's has Well, risen. it had a peak. It yeah. had a peak. And then Image, yes, when the new 52 came out. And then Image... Yeah. And uh, IDW and Dark Horse have, have sort of, eating of been its image eating share. away at that, so which is pretty interesting. Now yeah. you know these are kind of tentative because we only know market share; we don't really know dollar shares. Or, and it's know. a
0: it's a small, uh, very early sample, I guess.
1: I mean, that's not really early sample. Yeah. It's just you know it's Diamond's figures, but uh, yeah. you know we don't know all the variables in them. However, uh, you know that's very interesting, and uh, you know we do seem to be often very much picking on DC here.
2: Uh, it's, but it's it seems to, also to be very, very justified. PC is <laughs> having a bad
1: week. Yeah. It happens. A, they're having a bad year, yeah. I think. It you also know? Is, uh, kind of syncs
0: with the anecdotal uh, evidence of com- from the comments that retailers made to Shannon O'Leary in our, our comics retail feature that, that perhaps, you know, fans were moving away for some of the not-selling-so-well titles mm-hmm. uh, and moving to some independence. Well,
2: you know, I mean, I think that, Okay, I Marvel has seems to have backed off this a bit, not having quite as many of its sort of third-level books. Like, you know, you've got your big names, you've got your things people have actually heard of, and then you've got the other books. They seem to be contracting that a bit. Um, DC has contracted a little, not maybe as much as it should. There are just a lot of comics out there that you look at them and you go, why does this exist? And I'm not surprised that people are not buying those. And I do really think that this is the aftershock of the New 52, where they put out so many books so quickly that each title was not maybe given the attention that it could have used. And so even as they have already weeded from that, it still has left them with a weaker slate than they might otherwise have. Well, I think what really we talk about week after week here is just that so many of the marquee
1: creators have left. And, uh, you know, they are being written by stalwarts. I mean, I'm not trying to put down any of the writers, but, I mean, they are uh, n- superstars aborning. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you know, all... They're all, not
2: there yet. All
1: respect to Charles Soule and, uh, you know, he is awesome and, uh, in his own way, but, uh, you know, he is not yet a Grant Morrison or a, uh, a Greg Rucker or
2: a... Right. Um, Good Lord, we needs need Mark Grant Morrison. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I know, but I mean, you know, his books have sold over the years. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And I mean, it all comes and goes. I mean, maybe Charles Soule will be Grant Morrison next mm-hmm. year. But, I, you know, there's no question that DC is going through a tough time because they're moving in a year and half of their editors have left. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, point. what they've done is, I mean, this is anecdotal, but I've confirmed it with some of my sources, that they're bringing in former Marvel editor-in-chief Tom DeFalco to yeah. kind of hold their hand and kind of oversee things while they're moving moving you know and uh you know other people have told me they've been hiring temps to fill some of the editorial positions <laughs> because they have really a real, they have a real um how do you get into that temp real company? they have a real difficulty in that mm-hmm. they are moving in a year's time and ha- half the staff isn't going to go and so they have to simultaneously hire people there and i mean it's a mess i've been to corporate relocations and they're they're a very difficult yeah. time and uh you know with something as closely Managed as a comic book company, a uh, you know a major superhero line where the continuity is uh, very much in. In, uh, you know, scrutinized by readers and creators alike, I mean, it's very difficult. So, yeah, uh, yeah you know, DC, listen, uh, uh, you know, I all, all respect to my friends at DC, and, you know, uh, I, I, you know, strong DC makes for a strong comic sure. book industry. Yeah, we no, want so. DC to be good. Yes, we want None of, of us be, here are no, rooting for no, DC to fall. Absolutely yeah. not, absolutely not. But, you know, at the same time you have to call a spade a spade, yeah. and uh, it's probably not going to be for two years before DC is able to recover from this, because uh, moving is awful.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I agree, but and well, that's a good point. I mean, I IC, see the ICB2 story actually uh, about DC losing market share also suggests that look, one of the reasons why they have market share is they have these amazing media properties mm-hmm. and right. tying in with what you just said about right, the TV new shows. TV shows, um, you know, they could. Very easily be right back right. at their previous right. market share,
2: and, uh, yeah, you know, I mean,
0: that sends people out yeah,
2: well, very often. Uh, Marvel to some and degree. DC have both had their ups and downs, not only commercially but creatively. It's just always hard to see one of the downs. Yeah. And, you know, just to finish, round off
1: all those thoughts, uh, you know, Marvel's TV news was also good. Uh, the Age of the Shield was renewed. And, you know, none of us were, uh, you know, we're just, again, we hope that show, you know, some like it here and more to come. Some don't. Uh, some are I, I, I feel that we. Some sleep, some you, stay awake. We
0: have to add, depends on what day we're yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, they all had another show, Greenlit, which was Agent Carter, which is another show that they would pick. Yes, that's that a, one I've heard a lot of buzz about really cool. This is going to be set during World War II and it's the first and at the end. And the the first female-led show in many a moon. Uh, I think the last was Birds of Prey. Well, yeah, from a comic. Is this like, yeah, from a Cap's comic. Cap's first
0: girlfriend? I mean,
1: yes, it's oh. Cap's first girlfriend, and she was in Captain America, too. But anyway, you know, that's so things happening. And, you know, people sometimes say, don't, you know, why do you cover this media stuff? But we cover it because it affects sales. Oh, yeah. And, and it not affects- only
2: affects sales, it affects the comics. And it affects yes, the comics. Because if, um, if something sells on TV, then they start trying to do things like that yes. in the comics. Yes, yes exactly. Yes. So. Ah, yeah. But anyway, there's a lot more to come. There's a
1: lot more to come
2: on that. And so, uh, with that, um, briefs. Briefs. So, um, the New York Post is having a downturn in comics. They're getting rid of all of them. In fact, they have as of last Tuesday.
0: Of course, boo to the post. Anyway, <laughs> well, there was only
1: seven. I mean, but it even was so, there's really seven fewer tiny. than they have now. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's more than a lot of papers have, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I
0: will have to say, I find it almost unbearable to try to read the newspaper comics. I mean, I, and I'm saying this as an old fart who grew up in hardly the heyday of newspaper comics, but you could still, they were still big enough to read,
2: <laughs> yeah, well, e- easily I mean, when I, I, I was a kid. I didn't grow up in the heyday, but you know, I. I certainly had... A lot, there are a lot more comics in the yeah. papers than there are now. I mean, you, you would get at least two big pages any day of the week and a, a section yeah. on weekends in color. Um,
0: yeah, no. And, and
2: I, I read those from when I was like three. I think yeah. I partially learned to read comics. From, and I think a lot of people love them. But,
0: but they're just they're just The newspapers are in, in trouble
2: money. already, yeah. and yes. comics cost money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's really pretty simple.
1: Well, I mean, you know, uh, they, I think there were some of them were go King Features, and uh, a lot of them you can read online, and a lot of them you could read. I mean, certainly, uh, you, you know, United Media, you could read on Go Comics. They yeah. have a whole huge uh, uh, internet portal, and they they run all kinds of comics yeah. on there, and like you know, just uh, comics by indies and and so on. Yeah. So,
2: well, I mean, I think it's it's that if you're going to read comics, I don't think hardly anyone ever bought the paper just for that. And people aren't buying the newspaper for other for reasons. For pretty much anything. these yeah. days. So, yeah, you know, right. comics <laughs> alone can't save it.
1: Yeah, it's a piece of crap. But anyway, you know, I mean, I, I never buy the newspaper. Well, I certainly don't buy Even the New the York S- Post. the but, Sunday Times. But that's Times, just a personal choice. You know, choice. when is the last time that I enjoyed Sundays with the New York Times breakfast in bed and, uh, well, you know.
0: me and, and my wife, Jody Culkin, friend of the show, um, uh, we read the paper, and I'm making air quotes here, because... Uh, we read it on our devices <laughs> Well exactly
2: I get <laughs> right the, uh, but that that would still count because it's going newspaper numbers that we, if we do a comic we and actually it, I it. mean
0: we do still on Sunday morning we gather around our iPads <laughs> and smartphones and occasionally the website because op- we've got a million devices open all at once and indeed we do do what we used to do around the paper actual paper yeah. So it's you know in some ways the the habit the routine has sort of Transitioned,
1: yeah, and it's really great with the uh, devices because you don't have to fight over the arts and leisure section anymore. <laughs> exactly,
0: you know, and, I, and I'm always like being accused of like hogging the paper, but um, and in fact, and then it's also weird because it's now it's this question of reading the paper and then looking up various things on Wikipedia while you're doing it. I mean, it's you know new new r- routines and rituals have grown up around this, but I digress.
2: But uh, on the subject of new technology, changing comics, there have been a great success of, of the site Humble Bundle, oh, yes. which has already been commercially successful for a very long time, selling video games and occasionally books, um, where it's a pay-what-you-want situation, where you can pay anything over a certain minimum. like
0: Well, you can pay anything you want. You can get more content unlocked if you pay over the average. And a part of your what you pay...
2: Yeah. Goes you, to charity. You can choose how much of what you pay will go to Humble Bundle, how much yes. will pay, go to the charity, and how much will go to the creators. Yes. And so Image had a very amazing bundle, which didn't just have first issues. It had first volumes of graphic novels yeah. of some of their biggest titles, including Saga and uh, Walking Dead. And, I mean, it's just yes. quite it something. Um, and the average paid was something like $11. Yes. And um, they have made, as of yesterday, uh, three hundred ninety-seven thousand dollars, and a large chunk of this is going to the comic book legal defense right. fund. Yes.
1: And today they and announced a new Humble bundle. Yes, oh. they did. They announced a new one today. Yeah, with Doctor Who, all Comics, Doctor Who, uh, with IDW, and the money is uh, the charity of choice is Doctors Without Borders. Yeah, uh, fittingly enough. So yeah. Right. Um, wow, yeah, yeah. So. Well,
2: I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to be shy here. I bought the Image bundle nice. because. You know, some even yeah. as a comic person, there are some of those I haven't read, and I've heard about, and yeah. so I didn't only
0: because I actually have almost all of the <laughs> well, books that you are have, there. If you
2: have all but, of them, there's no but point. I'm in going, but But
0: the nice thing about it is that they have launched an ebook page, and this has just started this month. So they're going to be regular. Uh, I mean, Humble Bundle started actually to video promote games. video games, so they they've really just gotten into ebooks and they really want to do more comics. So they're going to have an ebook page. So twice a month there'll be new all ebook giveaways and we can uh, there's going to be more comics to come. So
2: Yeah, and it's it's a it's a good business model. It's great for charity and the one thing that's very interesting to hardcore uh geeks such as myself is the fact that it's DRM free. Yes, yeah. And it comes in a very million important. different formats. So none of this, what if the company goes under and I can't get my comics anymore? you can keep it yourself, yes. download it, you can have it in EPUB, you can have it in yes. CBR, you can have it in like PDF, this long list of formats, and you can download it in any one of them you want or all of them, yeah. and they're yours to and keep.
0: DRM Free is a key element of every Humble Bundle and in fact has been a deal-baker for some publishers. Some publishers won't let it won't let their authors do it. So. Well,
2: then, too bad for them. Yeah, because absolutely. Because they're DRM
0: denying them useless. an amazing. Uh, but, you know, uh, I
1: think it's interesting that Image has been the first to go with them because they already sell yes, DRM free exactly. PDFs on their own website. Good for them. Yeah. And uh, although not huge numbers yet. Uh and you know IDW is always very very like we we'll yeah. try we'll try this
2: and uh you know that's led to a lot of success for them so um uh you well, know Actually it's a
1: nice I, development
2: yeah. yes. definitely and, and I I think it's also a really smart move for IDW to go to Doctor Who because Doctor Who one humble bundle has a lot of viewers of the site who are video game people and geeks mm-hmm. but may not necessarily be into comic culture yeah. and um for all Doctor Who is a huge media property the comics don't get the kind of attention that maybe yeah. they could so this is a great way for them to reach out to people who might not, not know even might not even know they exist yeah, no, I
0: agree. that's what's so exciting about. But Humble Bundle offers it. Offers. I mean, Humble Bundle gets millions, that page gets millions of visitors each week. And they send out an email twice a week to 4 million subscribers. Yeah, so that's a huge it's audience. It's an amazing audience. Yeah, and, and it's most an audience, of which are probably not necessarily comics lovers. It
2: may not be comics lovers, but as video game people yeah. and science fiction people, they're already primed to sure. be more positive toward comics and graphic novels than average guy on the and street. And I know,
1: Calvin, you've been acting, uh, you know, you've talked to the Humble Bundle people, you've written a couple of stories, mm-hmm. and you're a little bit of a, you know, unpaid consultant, I think. Yeah, Is
0: that uh, fair to say, you or? could say that, yes.
2: Uh, well, I look, did not know we, that, Calvin. Well,
0: I, I, only in the sense that uh, I found this immediately very exciting. Uh, the director of ebooks at Humble Bundle, Kelly Allen, immediately approached us about getting giving some help, uh, pointing her to... Um, to some people in the business, uh, just to give her some help to, to get the the comics side of it. Well, going. it
2: was it was a and great.
1: Starting yeah, we're happy slate. to be it's involved
0: amazing. and happy to uh, be able well, to. Well, you
1: know, another sign of Humble Bundles' intelligent intel- intelligence <laughs> is that they chose good people to talk to. So you
2: know, yeah, proof again. Yeah. Now speaking of good people, um, Seth Kushner, uh, part of Hang Dye Studios, yes, um, comics writer of some note just found out within like the last few weeks that he did not have a flu he in fact had leukemia yes it's very disturbing story yes and so he is looking for a marrow donor match and his wife is taking this opportunity to recommend to people who are asking what can they do that they can help him and many people like him by registering as potential Bone marrow donors at the National Marrow Donor Program Registry.
1: Yeah, yes. and uh, you know we definitely. Uh, Seth is also known for his uh, work on uh, Graphic New York. I mean, yes. he's, he's a, a he's a yeah. photographer, and his photographs are seen everywhere, used by everyone. Um, <coughs> you know, they're ubiquitous because they're so great. And uh, you know, he's a friend, and we send you know all our good good thoughts to him. Uh, Extremely talented time. photographer,
0: yeah. always w- w- very involved in the comics community, and really at the point of really sort of. Jumping all in in some ways as a comics writer.
2: Yeah. He is. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I mean, he, I, I was just, you know, health tip here. I spoke to a friend of mine who had leukemia last year, and, uh, you know, he comes on very quickly. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could literally be like, you know, fine one week and you know you get your blood tested and you're fine and then you get the flu and you go and you have leukemia so you know i mean if you have a flu that just goes on and on and on, it might you know, not be the yeah flu. Get, doctor, get it checked yeah. out go get it checked out you know they always say if something lasts more than 10 minutes or uh, 10 minutes 10 days you should probably get it checked out and i, I you know make I, sure it is what you think it is yeah, yeah. you know so uh but but, but seth is here at, at, at nyu so he's the best or not nyu but anyway Best of care. So yes. Best absolutely. wishes to him. Much
0: love. Best wishes uh, to him and his family. Um.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, so, yeah. So that's it for this week. But don't worry. There will be... More. To... Come.